0: Have you been wondering, what is going on on the planet? The planet is going insane. Well, indeed, we are in the second wave. And today's broadcast is a replay of an event that we held on July 27, 2022 to celebrate three years of being on the international bestseller on Amazon across five countries for the book, The Second Wave, Transcending the Human Drama that I channeled in 2019 from Ascended Master White Eagle. I invited my guests to join me to celebrate, and today's replay includes advice and information from Jennifer Huff, who is a co-contributor to the Second Wave book, and is also the author of Unstuck, The Physics of Getting Out of Your Own Way. She talks about how gratitude supports you during this time and how gratitude's actually an energetic. We also hear from Mary Eddings about deconstructing the Piscean Age as we step into the age of Aquarius. And you might remember, Mary, from her interview on Soul Nectar Show not that long ago. She's the host of Divine Leaders of Change. We also hear a mystical message from Linda Lang, who is the host of the Mystical Side of Life podcast. We're so excited to hear her message and share it with you today. And we also heard from Susan Kennard, who channeled guidance from the High Council, including Yeshua ben Yosef, Mother Mary, and the Pleiadians? So join us to listen back to this wonderful event and the fantastic energies and transmissions that came through for the Second Wave Collective. And if you've read the Second Wave book, leave me a review on Amazon, please. Help that message get out there widely. Join us for an incredible show.
1: to Show You're invited, delighted, to describe who you are. Anything is possible if you believe to join us on this beautiful journey. So let the show. So let
0: the show. Before we start this episode, I, Carrie Hummingbird.
1: And I, Akeem Sami.
0: Want you to know that.
1: You are invited.
0: You're invited to to join join Soul Nectar Nectar Tribe. Tribe.
1: If you like what you hear on Soul Nectar Show,
0: you will love being in person with us in Soul Nectar Tribe.
1: We invite you to check it out. First 30 days is free.
0: Right now, go to kerryhummingbird.com, k-e-r-r-i hummingbird.com forward slash membership and sign up. We'll see you at our next Tribe Gathering. And now, on to the show. I'm super, super excited. It has been three years that the second wave has been on the charts internationally uh, across Amazon and in, in the top 100. And three years is a really long time, you know. especially since I did not pay for advertising. I did not have all the support of a team like that. So it's a miracle and it's a miracle called Great Spirit. So, okay, we've got Jennifer in the room. I'm going to promote her to panelists and we'll get to hear what she's got to say because girlfriend contributed her wisdom to this book and it's amazing. Oh my gosh, there we are. Jennifer, you're here. Yay. Yay, Woo-hoo! I made it. Yes, technology cannot stand in our way. It's here to support no, technology cannot stand.
1: <laughs> we are invincible.
0: You know, I am so grateful for the contribution that you made to this book. And I know everyone's probably here has already read this book. And so it's like old news, but here it is. Jennifer Huff contributed a beautiful chapter to this book. And now you have your own book on the, on the charts. And it's like, wow, um, Unstuck, The Physics of Getting Out of Your Own Way. I just, I'm so grateful for you. And our collaboration over the last three years has been such a delight. And yeah. it took a little bit for you to get on, but I want to shut up now and let you share with us... What you heard, because I know you've got messages for us. Oh, well, it's interesting
1: because one of my messages is from... So today I had this incredible, incredible conversation with someone who I wasn't really expecting to go down the wormhole with, let's say. And I love the second wave because it's really a deep dive down the wormhole. And I was so, you know... That part that I contributed, it was entirely brought through just for what you were up to and what you were bringing through. It was just, you know, complete heartfelt deliciousness. And I, I, I love when that happens. It's just great. It's just, it's just what it makes. it juicy. It makes my tail wag. You know, the tail's wagging. So uh, my dog's tail is wagging right now too. I can so, hear. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, for today, I was first present to this whole idea of of gratitude, Carrie. Gratitude, not as a thing to do, because that would be more like appreciation. Like, I appreciate you, Carrie, for just having this and being able to you know, share it with everyone in the world and that everyone gets activated to a new reality because of what you brought through. That's like an appreciation. But gratitude for me is like a state of being. Do you know what I mean? It's a state of beingness. And that state of beingness puts us at a frequency where we embody a level of receptivity that's ridiculous. And, you know, I think of the vicious cycle downward, you know, everyone talks about the vicious cycle downwards. In fact, one of my friends, Elaine Gotchel, who's since passed, wrote a book called The Vicious Cycle. It was all about a health thing. And I'm like, you know, what's the opposite? Like a delicious cycle? <laughs> yeah,
0: I want a delicious cycle. <laughs>
1: I, I like the delicious cycle thing. And what, what a state of gratitude does rather than an act of appreciation. Mm-hmm. I think that's the distinction. I just wrote something on my page about this that it's really about, you know, I had a business meeting, I had a couple of clients and I just was feeling a level of gratitude in my heart that was not because of any one thing, but absolutely as a result of a frequency I just dropped into. And gratitude, I feel like it's just there waiting for us. Hmm. It's not something that you have to do. I think the state of gratitude, it's like a a blessedness or a blissedness. It's just waiting there. It exists. And we're either tapped into that state or we're not. And we can actually embody that state. And it causes that, instead of the vicious cycle down, it causes that delicious cycle up, right? And so as I was thinking about coming on today, I just, I've been feeling all day this delicious cycle up. And it's because we're moving into another time in our history. It's because we're moving into a time where instead of giving our power away, instead of deifying gurus, we're in this incredible time of being able to connect with our own innate wisdom and from that state of nobody giving their power away to anyone or any Anything. Paradigm. Anything, idea, belief. Yeah. Any body part, any weight loss, any, it could be anything. Instead of giving our power away, that precious energy where we give our power away to someone else, that precious energy is now used to be able to connect with our innate knowing. And from that place of innate knowingness, there are just these clear decisions. There are just clear decisions, there's clarity from that state of knowingness. And that state of knowingness, if you want to get answers that allow you to that allow you to live at the frequency of bliss. See, you know, most people run around looking to be grateful because they want to change their state. And therefore, you know, it's like, okay, now I'm going to be a frequency match for good things. The interesting thing is, is if you can live in a state of gratitude. As a way of being, you just are grateful. That's an embodied state. All of a sudden, things just come to you more and more and more. And you don't use gratitude as a way to get what you want. Which yes.
2: I think. A lot of people do,
1: you know what I mean? So it's not a much me- some kind of mechanical device to tap you into the laws of physics so that you can get somewhere. It's like let's stop like as a third wave <laughs> let's stop actually use it let's aim for something different. let's aim for an embodied state of gratitude and in that embodied state we don't have to give our power away to others. literally being in that state puts you at the frequency your radio dial is tuned to answers and solutions that are individual sovereign choices that transcend any political, economic, interest rate. It doesn't matter. We transcend all of it and we get answers that have us continue to be in that delicious cycle upward. And so, yeah, I'm just very present to that because it's so easy to go another direction.
0: This is kind of like the, this is the feeling, the shift I've been feeling coming on for quite a while, away from this idea of, of using the law of attraction into being In harmony with the law of attraction. Girlfriend, that is what
1: my book's about. (laughs) That that is literally, that's what we've been teaching for decades now is like you become, instead of meditating to get somewhere, (laughs) become become the walking meditation.
0: But it's like a stage, right? Isn't it? Like it's a stage of understanding to think like, I'm going to get something good because that appeals to the ego. Like I'm going to get something good if I do this work. So like something, but at some point we got to make that transition into a different understanding of this process that we are witnessing becoming part Mm -hmm. of collectively. When I look at the second wave, I'm seeing Mm -hmm. all of us souls that agree to be part of this incarnation to Mm -hmm. go through this, I'm getting chills, to go through this process Mm -hmm. together to experience what it feels like to go from homo sapien to homo luminous. What is that experience even like? And we get to find out at this time, which is so exciting. We do. And the cool
1: thing is, so here's another interesting concept. As we get to do that, we relinquish the need to play the Enlightenment Olympics. Thank you for that. (laughs) So we relinquish the the right to play the Enlightenment Olympics and it becomes how do we co-create together no matter what our differences, It isn't about thinking alike either because we're creators. And with creators, you need people who think differently to cause the contrast that catalyzes us to actually come up with solutions that are third entity solutions. Like you might think differently than me and then we come together and we go, ooh, what would be a solution that both of us would be completely lit up by, right? And in homo luminous, we're in that state where we're curious. We're, think about it. We're more curious. We're no longer spending our energy dollars on trying to analyze why we're so different and who's right. Actually, spending our energy dollars because when we understand how physics works, how physics works is instantaneously when there's a divide or when there's contrast, instantaneously in physics, there are like thousands of answers that could meet thousands of people's needs. So you you spend more time in the curiosity and getting to the frequency of the solution than you do analyzing your rightness or why the other person is wrong. What a waste of time. And so all of a sudden your energy dollars, because we start to embody the idea that of course physics has the answer, the answer is do we have a problem, Joy, right? <laughs> yeah. And so if that is true, then why would we spend any time? We'd be like jumping for joy every time there's contrast, but that's not the way the world is right now, but it's the way we're headed as we embody this state of, it's the evolution of humanity. This is where we're at. And that's why, you know, that's what you were talking about in the second wave. And the thing that you just mentioned around would we be, you know, using gratitude. People use gratitude. All the use, time. They use vision boards. They use meditation divisively to get somewhere.
0: Yes. But as we
1: embody this, see, that's still a little bit in the me, me, me state.
0: It because is me, 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 because it it's is not a consciousness wrong. shift. It's, it's yes. not wrong. It's just a state, no, it's right? Wrong. It's just a stage of consciousness. And we, we get to all experience moving from the me into the we. Yeah. And, and it's still, (laughs) I like to
1: call it the me we because it's still me. Yeah. It's still, you know, I'm still interested because I have my own unique connection to source. Right. And of course my answers come through me. So the me is necessary in the illusion of whatever the hell of me is because ultimately we're all creation, just with different personalities and different bodies. Da, 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 da. But practically speaking, in a body on a planet, you came here to live the illusion of being the me. And so, what happens is consciousness has responds to our creative journey with answer upon answer upon answer. And it considers all 8 billion people on the planet but it considers every blade of grass. It considers every solar system, every piece of stardust. Hmm. It considers every atom. It considers every species. It considers every dimension and then offers you a solution that's in the highest benefit for all. So because we are going about life in a certain curious on the adventure way and being vigilant for how we feel we then align with the answers that would optimize the experience here on earth that because of the contrast and the differences between us all that interest in those high frequency solutions becomes the delicious cycle up again. Right. And so it really is an amazing time to be alive. It doesn't feel that amazing if we want to actually notice differences and Create evidence for righteousness. But if we're interested in solutions, man, there has never been a more magical time to be here.
0: Yeah. And to celebrate the differences. And I think that's what I really, I love about the part that I channeled called the thumbprint, the unique thumbprint. I mean, just being grateful that you have one of those, you know, that you get to experience it and that. As you and I come together here, we're having a conversation. There's Jennifer's unique thumbprint and window that she's viewing all of this through. And then I'm viewing, I like to call it the giant disco ball now, because like, why not? It is kind of like a giant (laughs) disco ball. And you're like in one little pane of the disco ball and you're seeing and you're sharing from your pane. And I'm like going, this is great. And I'm in my disco ball window. And then like, what if we could like open the window of our window, of our little disco ball window and like climb out and start like rappelling around the disco ball and start like looking at like what other people were seeing and, Mm -hmm. and sharing this massive creation, you know, and that's stepping into omniscience, which is for some of us, that's the golden, the golden egg. It's like, wow, this is a cool thing to experience. And for some of us, we're just meant to stay inside of our own little Mm -hmm. space this lifetime. And that's equally as valid. And I think that that gratitude, like having the gratitude for everything that's coming up And my personal relationship with um, the shadow of judgment, you know, is like, it should not be so. It's like moving into the space of, well, it is so. And so why is it so? What is it for me that it brings to me? And I think that's coming back to that gratitude, finding Mm -hmm. yourself first in the gratitude for even that it exists. Yeah.
1: Well, the contrast is catalyzing solutions. That's where I go. Well, and that's because I teach physics. Once you understand physics, you can't unknow that stuff, Right. Literally any problem or any contrast instantaneously creates thousands of solutions. So for me, it's a logical thing, right? It just makes logical sense. Why would I be interested in analyzing, you know, this? Yuck. I'm more interested in being curious on the adventure of being receptive for the solutions because it just feels more creative. And I'm a creator, and so are you. I always think of all of us with the, individual thumbprints, as though each of those thumbprints is an instrument in a symphony. And we're each these, like, we're here to learn how to play this instrument really, really well. And that we have, to touch on something you just said, we all came complete with the possibility for innate abilities, or, or others would call them superpowers. I prefer innate abilities only because they're innate. They're not actually superpowers. They're just innate to you, which normalizes it a little bit. I look forward to a day where we stop talking about miracles and just miracles are normals because truly we're right now. This is a yummy conversation, but it's still, we haven't made it 3D yet in this conversation. But truly, we have DNA, we have junk DNA just sitting there that relates to abilities that human beings, most human beings haven't even tapped into. Those abilities are in us. It's just like we can develop our corpus callosum so that our expansive right brain can actually marry with our logical left brain, the landed in a body on a planet, left brain, where we manifest stuff into reality, but our our right brain is connected to infinite possibility. So the corpus callosum is the bridge between the two. So with that bridge, if you can enhance that bridge, which what scientists have noticed lately is that the corpus callosum of human beings is starting to develop. And what that means is we can go more direct, right? We can go direct here and bring it to earth. So, you know, those are some of the 3D real things that are happening. We're realizing that we are super powered when in actuality we always were. And the more curious on the adventure we get, the more committed and vigilant for the blessedness of being alive that we are. Of course, we live at the frequency of more blessings And part of those blessings are those innate abilities, although they're not a blessing because they're innate. So we start to wake up to some abilities that we already had that are innate to us. And all of a sudden we experience life with more richness. You know, one of the first things that happens when our programs would talk about innate abilities is that tastes become more tasty and eyesight goes beyond the spectrum of normal eyesight. You start to see luminous, like you said, a luminous human. You start to see in terms of luminosity. You start to actually experience colors that aren't on the spectrum that the eyes are supposed to. You start to smell the depth and the layers of flowers and different things like this. The feelings you have with your hands which many people here probably feel, but the energies that you pick up from others, you know, that you can feel, and also and the emotions and the and the beauty within someone, the layers of that. So it starts to deepen your dimensionality, and the richness of life is available to people who get curious about the evolutions in our actual biology to be able to live that way. And as we do that, what happens is simply meditating to get somewhere or being thankful to get somewhere becomes incredibly uninteresting. It's not that it's wrong. It's just part of our evolution. It's part, of, it's a step, but it becomes uninteresting as we realize that there's a whole other level of this. And for me, Carrie, what happens as we as we embody all of this, As we go to a place, we're creator consciousness. We came here to create. We came here to enjoy the evolution caused by the contrast. We're not trying to get rid of contrast. We're not trying to be happy all the time because that is just not what you're going to do when your pet dies. You're going to be sad. Things are going to happen. But the contrast might cause you to be able to be a seer or someone who can connect with doggy energy, you know, or, or Or just might open your heart.
0: And that's amazing.
1: Right. And so what happens is the interest becomes more in experiencing the richness of it all rather than making it perfect or always good.
0: Such a relief. only,
1: Only pleasant things happen. It's richness we seek. It's the richness of the human experience we seek. As long as we're still focused on, I just want to have good things happen. I just
0: talk. I just, to just want to ascend to a place where I never had anything bad happen to me again. Right, <laughs> and it's it's like yeah, good luck with that. How about you? Yeah.
1: an Incredible bridge builder, and the time you spend in upset becomes minutes or hours as opposed to days, weeks, and years. That's a good aim because you could anyone
0: can do that. So it's just a tweak, you know? It's a tweak. It's a tweak. It's, a tweak. it's like richness, a enrichment, focusing right. on enrichment. Yeah. That's gorgeous. I have that in my chart, by the way. So thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. It's like a, it's like a 10% step to the right. <laughs> it's not like a 180. No, We've it's operated. a middle ground. It's a middle ground. Yeah. It's, we stay in the middle ground and the jinkies that I, that I study it's you stay in the middle ground and that's, that's good teaching. You know, we're yeah. in between. Yeah. And that's fun to that. be there kind of most of the time. And if it's not, that's still fun. You know,
1: because <laughs> at so some amazing. level it is fun. Well, at some level it's fun and it's kind <clears throat> something new and you're a
0: creator. So hey, yes. get curious about what it's catalyzing. So anyways. Thank you so much, Jennifer. That's yeah. like, that's, I love that. So let's focus on gratitude and enrichment and yeah. be that conscious co-creator on the planet at this time. I'm just, that's a great message.
1: Yeah, be the co-creator of- yeah yeah more interested in co-creating than we are in understanding the reasons for the polarity. So I have this Carrie, I have this drawing behind me. It's by mistake on purpose, I think
0: by mistake on purpose. And then we're going to yeah, turn I'm, to Mary Edwards, Mary Eddings, in just a second. but yes, yeah.
1: so I was just thinking about that. I just thought i it so pertains to the book, okay? It entirely pertains to the book. So I had this conversation today with one of my clients and it was about the movement from a karma-based reality, which is a survival-based reality where you're trying to ascend and it's about pursuit and it's about you're broken and you need fixing constantly, Mm -hmm. okay? So that's this. Up here, the thriving operating system, this is where we're moving to that state of embodiment. It's about instead of fixing your brokenness, it's about playing with all your superpowers. Instead of the pursuit and achievement in this lifetime, it's about infinite lifetimes. And if you have infinite lifetimes, you get to play. It's about enjoyment as opposed to ascension. It's about really full circling Everything from the, like, you literally get to declare your karmic. You don't even have to finish your karmic journey. You just get to say, I'm not even interested in playing that game anymore.
0: Mm. So I just wanted to. Oh, that's <laughs> gorgeous. I'm just not interested in playing the game. Oh, done with I, that game. Done playing Monopoly. I want to switch to a different game now.
1: Yeah, I'm going over to, like, I don't know. Uh, 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 uh,
0: what is it? travel Op- or? Hopscotch you know, painting uh, or singing, singing or you know, <laughs> any other game, something <laughs> else, <laughs> right. play this one out fully. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> just like as a
1: little, a little, when we're talking about waves, right? That's yeah, wave. that
0: yeah. is a wave. Yeah. So, Gorgeous. You know, anyway. Well, I love you as usual, Jennifer. Thank you for taking the time to be with us today and bring in your insights and your wisdom. Love you so much. And I'm going to release you from the space and I'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Love you separately. Well, bye, bye. <laughs> okay, and I'm going to bring in Mary Eddings, who is now here. We're a little off schedule, but you know, maybe we're on schedule. Mary is an energy sensitive change leader and an energy healer who is on a mission to expand the energy consciousness of the world through her training programs, Divine Leaders of Change, Sister Mind, and the Energy Academy. And she is the host of the podcast, Divine Leaders of Change. Welcome from Australia. Woohoo! Sutton! Hello, hello, hello. hello. Thank you so much for having me here and inviting me on. Oh, I'm so delighted to have you share your wisdom with us today. And so, what, you know, I know you were listening to Jennifer and, you know, you and I have talked, we've shared on each other's podcasts. What are you seeing right now on the planet? I mean, there's a lot of deconstruction of the old reality and stepping in and give us your wisdom and your insights. Thank you. First, I want to say congratulations.
3: Thank you. book and the last three years I mean the book is amazing if those are watching haven't read it please go and read it or listen to it I'm listening leave a review to- leave a review <laughs> listening again on audible and it is brilliant and the fact that it was written in 2019 before covid i think this that is the, the theme of when we're moving to the aquarian age a reminder that we that you know we often we're, we're told that the future is coming the future is here we're in this moment now and I love about the book it brings that really to life is that this is not something that we're planning for this is not something that we've been reading about in books for years and years and years and years and years we are in the moment now we are the people that have been come here for this reason to participate in this wave so thank you for writing it and thank you for having the beautiful wisdom and guidance and courage to to actually put those words on paper for us to all to experience.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you. I yeah, I outed myself as a rainbow sheep when I did that. <laughs> so <whoo, laughs> tobacco protection, you know, just in case. <laughs> so I'd like to stay on the planet through this experience. <laughs> yeah. So so tell us, what are you seeing going on in this uh, deconstruction? Because it's certainly intense for many people I've heard from and, and definitely I've gone through my intensity with all this deconstruction. It's um quite interesting to experience it on the inside and then to reflect it out there in the world too. Absolutely. And so we are moving from the
3: Piscean era into the Aquarian era. And if you could have two opposites in what they stand for, like these would be the polar opposites of each other. So the Piscean era, and I like to think about you know what Nicholas Tesla talks about. If we want to understand the universe, we need to think in terms of vibration and frequency because that's all that the universe is made up of. And then we represent that and we change that vibration, specifically as humans, depending on the consciousness of our behaviour. And so the Piscean era was very much about the behaviours of judgment and comparison, competition, denial, victimhood, and we represent that. And if you've been doing any sort of development work or, or you come to sort of your wisdom, what we find in the Piscean era we just do those behaviours less. So we think about judgment as a, as a behaviour. When we judge less, we feel more calm. Our physical body responds to that. We feel more clear. And when we judge more, we don't. And so we in the Piscean era, era we go up and down this hierarchy of doing more or less. Mm. So if the Piscean era was a direction, it would be vertical. We think vertically. We have a hierarchy where we compare so that we feel where we are in the world. Mm-hmm. If you look at the architecture, it's an erectile jungle out there. Like it's who has My tower the, is bigger than your tower. <laughs> who has the biggest penis? Right? Like <laughs> yeah. we went up, and if you think of the architecture before the Piscine era, it was ornate and it was wide and it used light beautifully and it brought in nature. It was very part. It was very part of the world. Whereas the Piscine era taught us to be separate and divided. And so we're conditioned to think that way. And we think that power is about more separation and more division. And if again, think about architecture, it's not about light or beauty. It's about separation. I'll be taller than you. I'll be bigger than you. I want to block out your lights. I'm going to take over your space. That is the behaviour that we're all conditioned to in the Piscean world. We think that information and intellect actually gave us more. And in the Aquarian era, <laughs> the direction is actually horizontal. There is no vertical plane and it allows us to then have greater responsibility for our behaviour. It actually wants consciousness to step up because it's the era of light and light is about space and independence. It's all through a heart chakra, which is all about space and independence. And so the responsibility Stops being about the structure and the systems and the, you know, the the people above us in a vertical plane, and comes right back as you talk about in the second wave to us, that mm. we are actually responsible for our consciousness and the vibration of our behaviour, that will participate in the Aquarian era, or it will stay in the Piscean era. And this is the contrast we're seeing. We're seeing as the Piscean era is absolutely collapsing. We're in the belly of that. We are now seeing it for what it was. These behaviors have always been there, but now more people can see it. We have millions of people on the planet waking up and going, what the heck?
0: Yeah, I'm not sitting here in this pew anymore. I'm getting up. I'm leaving. I heard people leaving churches and like, I'm out of this. I don't know what this is, but something in me says no more. Because I mean, you know, when,
3: when we first went through our awakening, whenever that was, we have multiple awakenings during our lifetime. We don't wake up in the light going, oh my God, this is amazing. <laughs> we, wake up, we wake up going, free. what is this shit? Like, what <laughs> yeah. have I created here? Like, what am I sitting in? Exactly. We know that that's what we feel like. So we have think about millions of people waking up at the same time. They're waking up in the caca part of their existence not in the the light part of their existence and so we feel this contrast right now because we're looking back at them going yeah like hello where have you been but for them they're starting their journey which is great we're all now seeing the depths and the guts of that patriarchal Piscean world and we our physical body goes that is so gross and so revolting We've known it's always been there, but now we can't ignore it. And what you talk about in the book as well, like we're not all going to wake up at the same time. We're not all going to be here on the same journey. And I believe, and I think you and I have had this conversation before, we're not all meant to. right? So I do believe that people that will be will hold on deep into that gut to the Piscean world and don't want to move, which we are seeing now, trying to get more control, more power over, taking more resources from people. That's what the Piscean era is about. If I take your resources, I have your power. Those people are meant to be there so that we, the people that know that they're here to build in this new consciousness, will actually do it.
0: Yeah, being- it's that grist for the mill. It's like, oh, I'm actually, I'm annoyed enough that I'm going to sit up and do something. <laughs> so my, yeah.
3: example, my just judging less is no longer good enough. Because in the Aquarian age, in the vibration of the Aquarian age of light, there's no room for judgment. We don't have space for judgment. And so physically we go, hang on a minute, like I don't know how to do that. (laughs) But if we step into that vibration and we move into the conscious, which we do know, if we think about the wisdom that we have that we know about, Aquarian era is about us being our wisdom, about living in our wisdom. What Jennifer was talking about before, you know, it's about not be having gratitude, but being gratitude, walk the walking meditation. We now need to basically walk our talk and be what we talk about and not a rely on the Piscean space to give us a, a lot of leeway. In well, I'm just going to judge less today, and that's better than you know, his nibs down the road who judges way more than me. So I'm okay. Like, that's the hierarchical view of if I'm just above the fray, I'm all right. The Aquarian era has no room for that. Like you'll either be in it or you won't because vibrationally light feels differently in our body. It expands us. And we start to experience a connection to things like wisdom and Mother Nature, but also our knowing and our consciousness that we have not been able to access before. And so our we flip around, I suppose, the time that we spend instead of thinking, I'll just stay above the fray here. What if we stayed more into the space of of no judgment? That's going to be a stretch for us. But we have the energy and the light and the, the now for it to happen.
0: Well, it's kind of like retraining the brain and using our quantum tools to shift the energetics so that the momentum that was behind the old behaviors lessens through the use of these quantum tools and quantum tools being ancient shamanic practices as well, like just, you know, tobacco and calling on the plants and help us clear this up. And then that opens up more space for the new to happen, right? And for us to retrain our brain. Absolutely. And the beautiful thing
3: is that our body knows how to do this. So in the past, we were taught to go into the dark, find your wound, clean that up, and then come to the light. The Aquarian era flips that around the other way. It says you need to go to the light, you need to understand the light, and you need to hold the light. And in that space, the wound stays in the pacing era, and we st- our, di- our DNA starts to recalibrate because it's going back to where we are the most conscious. And that means that we manifest really quickly. The quantum becomes instantaneous, and that's why our thoughts become even more magnified.
0: That's why there's no attachment, <laughs> right? Be careful really- if you're a manifester. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Instant. Absolutely. So, right now on the planet, it probably feels like we're in a bit of a seesaw because we have got that. If we are focused on the behaviors of, let's call the mass and the Piscean world, it's really difficult for our physical body to process that energy. Like it's really hard and heavy. So, we've probably been tired. The beautiful part in the seesaw is that we get this welcoming of our new which we can see the parallel of ourselves going, that's my old stuff. Oh, that's gross, but I've got to let, let that go for this to come in. But instead of us focusing on the old wound and wanting to work it out, we just need to turn our head and go, what would happen if I spent more time understanding independence and space?
0: And or rewrite it in the field, right? Revise the story, rewrite the energy, Transmute the energy and all of this has to do with identity. Yes. So like the identification, like if you're identified by your wounded story and then that's going to lock you with cement shoes down in the Piscean <laughs> the age. So when we want to move into this Aquarian age, we, we need to like unchisel ourselves from all that cementing of identity, the at- five attachments, you know, I mean, these books are available in Toltec wisdom. It's all over the place. How do you release yourself from identification with what you're experiencing as you? And then redefine who you are and who you have been, by the way, and all the stories you told to create that identity. Like it's all up for grabs now. It's like, what do you want to create? Do you want that old story or do you want to create something new? And the thing is, Kerry, that we already know. So people that know they're here to be
3: part of this movement, and there are millions of because this movement just didn't start in 2020. It started in the 1800s. It's been getting momentum, but it's more people now. We have millions of people now that have been studying Spirituality and personal development, we've edged away some of those pieces. We are now ready. But what we need to realize is that the things that we think of our knowing and our wisdom, we already have inside of us. Mm. They're in our, our dreams and our desires of how we want the world to look and what we want. You know, we want more kindness, we want more love, we want more equity. Now is the time that we need to be that. Like we don't have to wait for somebody to tell us how to do it. We're here to actually do create it. That. Yeah. So the co creation is you and me and everybody else watching here and read your book no one's going to come and say okay here's your communication pack here are the five steps here's your cupcakes to give out to your team here's the memo we're the ones we've been waiting for absolutely <laughs> it's us. We, we so those dreams that we've been thinking of that we we dream of we love that make us filled up it's time to bring them into the world like the runway is here for us to step onto.
0: i love that what Thank you so much, Mary. It's just beautiful. First of all, I love you. I love our conversations. I love the chemistry that happens and the beauty that you bring into the space with your insights and, and web channels through you. And thank you so much for contributing your voice to this celebration. I'm so grateful. Everybody thank check you. out, check out our podcast. And also we're going to be putting all this stuff on Soul Nectar Show too, right here. So just so you guys know, it's not going to end on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm so grateful for your presence. And our next guest is Linda Lang. So Linda is an emotional alchemist, a consciousness coach, and a gifted healer with over 35 years of experience. By bridging energy medicine, intuition, and guidance, Linda's work brings alignment while releasing what no longer serves, honing our gifts and stepping more fully into our resilience. She's a water whisperer, a fourth level initiate of Huna shamanism and a master practitioner of NLP. And uh, super excited to have you on the show. I've been on her podcast again, Exploring the Mystical Side of Life, where she delves into a wide variety of spiritual and metaphysical perspectives. Welcome, Linda. I'm so glad you guys, you came and you were able to be here with us.
2: Oh, I am so honored to be here, Carrie. You know, I love your book. I love you. I love chatting with you. It's perfect.
0: It's awesome. When I reached out, it was like instant yeses. You know, that's kind of how it works with the people that are meant to be here. You get the insight and then there's the instant yes. You're like, oh, okay, that was easy and graceful because, you know, that's what it's meant to be. So you've been here for a little while because I've watched you when you stepped in and so you've been listening. So what's arising within you to share with us today?
2: Well, you know how it works, Carrie, and how divinely supported we always are. So uh, last night I went to bed and I, I saw what I was supposed to talk about and I'm like, what am I gonna, you know, what am I gonna talk about? And then it was so synchronistic and so magical because on tuesdays i do a draw a card draw on my facebook page right and uh, i picked three cards and my guide said use your cards so the first card was right oh wow so i sat and channeled a message okay the second card is okay can you see that
0: Find a blessing in your current situation. Oh, <laughs> the third God's so good medicine.
2: Perfect
0: freedom. Oh,
2: freedom. So, and oh, I, I juicy,
0: even juicy. Talking.
2: Yeah, totally. I just was like, okay, I got it. So, I have a beautiful uh, channeled message that I can read and we can discuss yes. if we have time. So, it's really interesting because. Because I haven't done this for a long time and it's so delicious. I don't know why I don't. That illusion of time, right? Yes. uh, I sat today and um, it was really interesting because I said, do you have a message for the listeners? I'm assuming that because they told me to write. So they said, it's best if you ask a direct question for each listener may have need for a message intended just for them. Carrie's event is meant for the collective. So please ask a question that is relevant to all. So I asked, how can we best ride this wave of transformation? So this was the response. Find the stillness within and anchor yourself to it. These are challenging times for humanity, the birth of a new way of being. But the state of peace is always accessible within the self. The same quiet solitude and awe of space as in outer space, they showed me the cosmos, Mm -hmm. resides deep within you. You need only connect with it, breathe into it. And as you master the access, you will begin to radiate it out into your field. The more people that radiate peace, the more soothing there is available to the collective. Mm -hmm. We do want to say that this is only one way that a light worker can support the shift. And it is a powerful way to be anchored within yourself, your connection to source and all that is, which is what this space inside you holds. And to radiate that sense of centeredness, trust, and peace is a great gift to give yourself and others. At that moment, I asked, can we affect the change, like make it easier for everyone? And I was told every moment, every soul is affecting the collective frequency of humanity. It is a bit like a spinning top, always seeking balance to remain upright. The greater number of souls radiating light and higher vibration states and emotions like peace, love, faith, the less resistance there is in the field to change. The last thing I'll share is I asked specifically about the second card, right? The second card was find the blessings in your current situation. And what they said was there is always, always, always blessings, gifts, and growth in every experience. It's just that humans don't have the vantage point where they can easily see it. There is so much more going on than our human eye can see or even wants to see. Most are far too busy trying to micromanage the creative intelligence of the universe. Here, we ask you to trust. If you cannot trust, have faith that there is a greater intelligence working to bring about positive change for the betterment of all. And if you cannot find faith, find the blessing where you are. Find something beautiful. Find something timeless. By this, we mean something when you are perceiving it, that time stands still as you reclaim the now moment. These things will help you build faith and build trust. And this will bring freedom. The third card of being sovereign Mm. of your energy, you will have strength and be centered within yourself as you witness the change around you. And I just thought it was like perfect.
0: I love all those messages really resonate as very, very true for me. And I don't know about everyone watching back, if you've also had this experience recently, but I've been really called into stillness and to really deep stillness. As a matter of fact, like the entire month of May told, be still. And I was heading to, as you may know, to Peru, to the Holy Mountain, and it's at 16,000 feet and it's a hike. And I said, are you sure you want me to be still? Like actually still or just still while I'm hiking? Like which still? And they said, no, be still. <laughs> okay, this is not really good timing for that. <laughs> you know, like, I'm going to be hiking up the mountain. And as a matter of fact, as it worked out, it was perfect because I needed a lot of help being on the mountain this year. I needed lots and lots of help. And as a person who as many, many, many women in the middle age, uh, you know, like my age, I'm 53. I know many, many brilliant women who have not really had a lot of help like had to do it themselves, right? Really had to fend for ourselves and really had to get smart. And And it's hard to receive help when you're the helper. And I was humbled into receiving a lot of help. And the last day I was being lifted, one helper on one side, one on the other, just helping me to get you know, back to town. And my tears were just streaming down my face in the recognition that this is the medicine to ask for help and to receive it and to lean on each other, to really work together in this, and to be so much less of this idea that we need to do it all ourselves.
2: So beautiful and so true. I mean, we really do. We're, we I think we're that island, and yet we're not. We do need to reach out, support each other, give and take, right?
0: That's right. Well, thank you so much, Linda, for bringing this beautiful channeled message. It really spoke to my heart. Is there anything else you want to share with us before we bring on our next guest? Susan Kennard is coming up. So uh, anything else you want to share before we go there?
2: The only thing I would like to share is that I know I've been saying not just the people that haven't done a lot of personal work, really kind of going through a lot of stuff, but I see a lot of spiritual people as well. So if some things are coming up for you, I would celebrate it because it's coming up to be brought into the light and you're helping clear your stuff, raise the vibration. You're helping in a very important way to create more momentum in the shift that we're in.
0: Beautiful. Thank you so much, Linda, for being part of this uh, discussion and contributing your energy and your wisdom. I look forward to our next collaboration and get this to share time again and I'll release you now. Perfect. Back to the attendees. Okay. Thank you. Bye, sister. Yeah. Susan Kennard is coming on. Susan has a clear channel to spirit and the higher realms, making her work fast, direct, and accurate. She's a medium and channel and working with her galactic guides. She channels, tones, and speaks like language to help others heal their heart field, allowing them to create and manifest more easily. She is the host of the Spiritual Awakener podcast. And again, we have traded podcast. Welcome, Susan. I'm so glad you're huh? here from the UK.
4: Yeah, great. Thanks. I've been listening to the few people before me and it's been really, really interesting. So congratulations and thank you so much for bringing me on. It's great to see you again and co-create.
0: I am so grateful that you mm-hmm. are here. So tell me, I well mean, done. I brought you in because I know that you have this major gift of channeling the High Council messages down here mm-hmm. for us and I would love for you to open up that sure. gift for us.
4: Let's well, we'll see what happens. Yeah. What I wanted to say first of all is I was listening to everybody else and I was thinking about how are things shifting with our consciousness and with the universe and I got this card, which is abundance and it is the central sun right. So when we think about the central sun for me, I think about true creative flow, okay, and true light coming through you. And one of the key things that I was just listening to your your previous lovely lady was actually that. I do believe right now that the more accessing of these parts of us that had events, had things that happened to us, because, you know, I'm a trauma specialist and I work with that, but essentially all of these parts have dulled our light. And so they're little parts that we didn't see before that are coming up because every single person is shifting and bringing in so much more light to the planet. And so what I've seen definitely in my clients and in myself is that there are these little bits that we just didn't expect, you know, as you said about, I was listening to you about the mountain, you know, about the receiving, about that really, you know, being in receiving mode. And then when we're in that receiving mode, as you know, our connection to our helpers, to our counsel, to all of these beautiful beings that work with us, are just it's just so much purer and clearer. And so therefore then we are guided. And this beautiful card of abundance downloads, I really, really do feel that we are in this regeneration and we are creating incredible abundant lives when we are aligned to our true mission. And so let's see um if there's anybody who wants to speak.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. I'm sure there is.
4: I'm sure there is. I'm sure there is. Um, okay, so let me just ask first of all they're always so funny when they come in um yeah, the other higher council okay good uh so we are the higher council of light and we do come in through this channel many times to help her and to help you release all of those little bits of dust in your fit field that stops you from becoming this frequency that you desire And this frequency that you desire so much, and we see you and we hear you and we see your frequency and your wishes and your desires for things and for situations and for people. And we know that this is what you desire, but we wish to say to you that these little pieces of dust in your field, this is not about things. This is not about what you can achieve. This is about bringing your beautiful soul light to this planet. You chose at this time, there are no mistakes, you chose at this time to bring this incredible light to the planet. It was planned. It was all sequented. As we show this channel clairvoyantly, the planetary systems, and we do this many times, we show the alignment of planets and the alignment of time and the shift in the timelines. And she sees them as golden. And so you are walking on this golden pathway. You are walking forward with your light and there is no looking back now. There is no looking back to the past. There is just aligning to the frequency of the mission and the purpose of being here at this time, which is to remember who you are, to shine your light and to assist in humanity's waking. (laughs) so that's what they said i also see uh mother mary and joshua here standing to the side (laughs) and i do feel that the two of them they come in like a you know little crew together and a team and they come in and they're very much focused right now on receiving which is what you were receiving uh on the mountain and for us to receive as joshua was receiving from everyone and hands laid on his feet. He actually is saying that he is doing that for us now. He is the one giving us this Christ light and allowing us to receive for the first time in probably we've ever received in this way. And Mother Mary is stepping in and she is the one that works through me through sound and obviously um, light codes, But, but she is talking about the inner child. And it's interesting as we are going live today, because we're in the throes of the new moon in Leo uh, from Western astrological perspective. And this is about the inner child. This is about being leader. It's about shining the sun of your light out to the world. And we have to access those inner children that are that, that sun, that are that joy that we've always been. And we've just kind of dulled it because we believe we weren't good enough or we believe that we shouldn't do it. But actually the time now is to just strip away all of that. And if we were to take off this jacket, you know, this physical body and take it off, our soul and our light would have no bounds. We wouldn't be saying, I can't climb up that mountain. No judgment, right? We wouldn't be saying that. We would be saying, well, I'm at the top of the mountain already, right? Yeah. But in between the jacket goes back on and we say, Oh my goodness. I have a physical body that I have to carry the soul with me to the mountain in a, rhetor- you know, in a kind of symbolic way. Right? Yes. And so, yeah, <laughs> as well as physical, but in a sim- symbolism, we need our beautiful beings with us to help us and assist us on this journey. So to reach out to them is really, really important. And they're there to help us heal these parts of us. It's almost like nuances. You know, we've done lots of deep work. People listening to this will have done a lot of deep work. They've been on this journey a long time. But we've still got little nuances that come up for us to acknowledge. And uh, as one of your um, ladies said before, take responsibility for what we are actually experiencing so that we can actually heal it, release it and say, you know what, that was then and this is now. And I'm here for a really important reason. And it's really important that I have fun doing it and joy and lightness. And I am that child within.
0: That's beautiful. I love all that. And I have a question. Are they open to a question for me? Of course. So my question is, there's at least in the United States, there's a lot going on in the United States around religious freedom or freedom of expression or freedom of your own individual path. And I know in White Eagle's teachings, he channeled. I channeled that there is a unique thumbprint. And so every soul's journey is unique. It's a thumbprint journey and there's not one right way to do it. There's actually every soul's path, but there's a different understanding happening out of the religious constructs that have been created in the United States. And so there's people that are really, really attached to those ideas and are sort of like, crossing boundaries to enforce them on other people, how do you feel, what's Yeshua, Yeshua's especially recommendation for how to, like, what message can we bring? What sort of, obviously compassion, but you know, what kind of message can we share? Because <laughs> they're already asking me to go to these churches and I'm like, what do you want me to say? So I guess I'm asking through you.
4: Yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, so well, as you were talking, obviously see, they were talking to me, uh, shouting quite often, but what the sense that I was getting and what I was hearing was that it is about seeing everything from a place of inner peace. And you, were, I know you mentioned that you were saying about silence and stillness, not silence, but stillness within. And what I was strongly getting as you were talking and hearing, mainly from Joshua, actually stepping forward now, is that peace within us, if we can see everything from a place of that peace within, then we are not in, in our reaction so we're not in that space where we act to another's behavior or another's perception or another's belief or choice because it I'm, <laughs> I'm hearing the language but it's something like they're saying because they know not what they do which is obviously you know what was said but it's more about it doesn't need to affect us that's what I'm trying to get here. And the language is quite hard to kind of decipher because it comes in quite ancient knowledge. But essentially it's like it doesn't have to affect us. And these that perhaps are affecting us are allowing us to access that little part of us that perhaps felt judgment and that perhaps, and they're showing it to me clairvoyant now, so perhaps felt, yes, thank you, a frequency match of a little bit of judgment, of a little bit of blame or injustice or whatever it might be. So as we look at people in a situation that we find in disharmony, then our job is to look at our own disharmony. And so what he's really saying here is it's the peace part, the still part, and the messages in the present that we need to access so, whenever we see, thank you, whenever we see a situation that we find difficult or we want to change, because that's obviously never our job, right? So, want to change somebody or want to change a situation and we find it really traumatic or difficult, then our question is what part of us, maybe what event, what situation, what part of us is actually feeling that pain? And that is. Our healing journey to find that peace within,
0: yes, and and I'm also seeing in my own journey that this is also ancestral, you know, so there's just pieces that because we're embodied inside of we have ancestral DNA in us, and so sure. these are pieces that come up for healing, and um yeah,
4: and are triggered it, in this time,
0: yeah, so triggered in this
4: time, not necessarily from this time, but triggered in this time that we brought in to do that, and that's why you know my my galactic healing chambers are really cool because. Those kinds of things get healed within the chambers because we don't know them. You know, half the time we don't know what it is that's triggering us because we have brought it in with us, maybe, you know, from lifetimes before, but also it's been triggered in our childhood. And that's all perfect, but it's just now that doesn't serve us.
0: Right, acting so for yes, that place. So we'll get getting, getting still and coming into reconciliation with the energies that were like matched that caused a trigger yeah. and then working really uh, using your tools. Mm-hmm. Yeah, used to using our
4: tools, but also looking at, you know, the whole thing of taking responsibility for what you attract <laughs> in your life mm-hmm. and how you feel about that. That's key. I, I heard somebody else speaking about that, like taking responsibility. And actually that is where it comes from where well, you're not judging yourself. You're not saying, oh my God, I'm awful because I feel this or I've done this or I've treated someone badly. I'm saying, actually, I'm going to give myself that compassion. So I'm so sorry that you weren't heard at that time. I'm so sorry that you weren't beheld. I'm so sorry that you felt you were wrong. You know, that kind of thing. And we don't really know how that child was and we don't know what part of us it was. But we can say that to ourselves. And so that actually gives more peace within the heart.
0: That's beautiful. So is there any last words of wisdom that want to come through from the <laughs> from oh, the guys? I it. know, I love it.
4: Yeah, thank you. So this is the Paladin Collective. I'm usually, uh, and usually they're very polite and they come through and they say we are the Nice Dimensional Paladin Collective. And we are very pleased to assist you with this question. So they come in and obviously they normally come in with uh, light codes and sound. But what they're showing me is that the balancing of the heart energy now they are working with us with this so they're releasing the resentment frequency which is the resentment of being human thank you the resentment of mother the resentment of anything but mother is mother earth right gaia so the resentment of mother frequency has to be healed thank you so that we can balance that divine masculine divine feminine of receiving giving and have that within our heart and they they show this to me as so if anyone listening to this wants to receive this it's sort of like a a turquoise sparkling light that's coming into the heart now (sighs) yeah they're coming through so they're just placing this shall I bring the tone through for everybody yes yeah please okay okay one sec Mm. (laughs) Mm. so they bring through the Palladians come through and they were just they weren't releasing resentment then they were bringing through the balance of the heart energy and so when they release resentment it's it's like a magenta color that comes through but this was a balance of the turquoise sparkling light so it's beautiful actually to bring it through and receive it myself so
0: yeah, thank thank you, you very much, and thank you to Yeshua ben Yosef and Mother Mary, and to the Palladian Collective. We appreciate you very much for being present with us. Hi, Council. Thank you, counsel, thank you. <laughs> and thank you, Susan, for channeling this beautiful gift. I welcome you all to check Thanks out to Susan, that. and Susan will be—I'll be in touch with you. We'll do some more cool stuff next. After Definitely. this. Okay. Thank luck, you so much. You. Okay. I hope you enjoyed this first segment from the Second Wave Celebration event. And stay tuned for more segments in the coming weeks. Bye for now. If you found even one gold nugget in this episode of Soul Nectar Show, will you do us a favor? Will you subscribe, like, and share this episode? Maybe even write a comment and let us know what you thought about it. We really, really want to engage with you at a much deeper level. Let's be part of community together. Have a great week, everyone. Bye for now. To dive in deeper to nourishing conversation, visit soulnectar.show. soul, show, and
1: soul, soul, soul. Take a soul sip n- from n- the chip of nectar From the soul's soul. nectar wine